Welcome to the King of All Kings Podcast. Street Vibes. Street Vibes. Hosted by Kenny Caraway and Jason Jones. Yeah, yeah. You already know the vibes, man. J Street Vibes. A happy J Street Vibes here as we got my main man, Jason Jones of The Athletic. Kenny Caraway of ESPN 1320. D-Lo and KC is the show Monday through Friday. And we happy. Well, at least I'm happy. I don't think Jay, I don't think Jason's unhappy. He's not unhappy that the Kings won. But obviously, I'm the Kings fan here. I'm happy because the Kings go into Chicago somehow, some way, pull it out 117, 114. And Jason, that man, De'Aaron Fox, is him a game-winning three with 0.7 seconds to go to give the Kings a 117-114 win in Chicago. And the game was really a crazy game, crazy ending. And, um, I mean, come on, man. De'Aaron Fox. Well, Like Hope said, man, what more can I say? He's all right, you know, I guess. You know, if you like <laughs> game-winning shots, I mean – <laughs> you might be you might be impressed with stuff like that. You know, if you're in game winning shots, 30 plus points in a game, stuff like that. I mean, if that stuff gets you going, yeah, he's your guy. 32 points on the night. Crazy enough. One assist for De'Aaron Fox. 32 points, one assist, three rebounds, but he was 12 of 17 from the field, four of six for three. Obviously, his four three was the biggest one of them all. Uh, the the game winner, like I said, with 0.7 seconds left. It's funny, Jason. So today I had um, practice with the kids that, that I coach, and mm-hmm. you know I'm um, you know I'm, I'm coaching them, and I got the 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 Apple Watch on. I'm checking the score a little bit, and I see mm-hmm. the score going. I see the score going. We're doing something that lasts, you know, I don't know, five, six, seven minutes, and I go back to the. To the to the watch to check the score and it showed the Kings won 117, 114. I was like, let's go. Great stuff. So I knew we had the podcast tonight and I was like, well, let me go back and watch the fourth quarter and I'm watching and and I'm watching and and Fox hits a shot over Beverly to make it 112, 106. And I'm like, damn, I mean, did did the Bulls hit a a shot at the buzzer to, to, you know, to make the score look different than what it was? Then De- DeMar DeRozan shoots a three and it's, it's fouled. I said, wait a minute. Hold up. Did they tie this on a four-point play? One, four, two. Wait a minute. Was it a foul? How did it happen? I didn't know how it happened. And then I saw how it all played out with De'Aaron Fox hitting that game winner. And, man, if I would have if I would have been watching that live, oh, yeah, I probably, I probably would have lost it. I would have lost it. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be watching it live either. So. <laughs> I'm I'm sitting there going, okay, how what what in the I'm like, let me go back. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> you know, but hey, like I said, you know, anytime you get a, a road win, you know, you, you know, I don't say they count double, but they mean something. You can go on, go mm. on the road and win. Yeah, you know, and you know, deal with the the man that is Pat Bev. You know, that's your boy. How is that my boy? <laughs> Laker for life. <laughs> he said he's coming for the Lakers. So, yeah, we, you know, we got, you know. Has he played them yet? They still got to play Chicago. They got two games with Pat Bev. And Pat Bev basically said he's going to keep the Lakers out the playoffs. So, 
<laughs> I need to shut the hell up. Hey, man, Pat Bev could have been a king. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't want to come to the Kings, man. Lotte was, Lotte was trying hard to get Pat Bev in sack. <laughs> didn't want to be a king, man. But um, yeah, that that was a that was a crazy, crazy ending. And it, so oddly enough, last episode, uh, me and Jason went back and forth about defense and all this other stuff. And I talk about their scoring and all this other stuff. Well, I honestly, Jason, the whole situation, the whole feeling I have derives not from the fact that they score 130 or whatever. It's this stat. I wish I knew what it, exactly what it was. But when they score, we looked at it early, not early in the season, but maybe about a month and a half ago. And it was when they score 114 or more, they were like 28 and six. Like, I thought it was one eight. I thought it was one eighteen, not one fourteen. Some other the other people might have seen it, but I I went with one fourteen when I found the stat. It was one hundred and fourteen, and it was like they were like twenty five and six when they scored one fourteen or more. And this was like a month ago. I, if I had to guess right now, honestly, Jason, they're probably at like. 33 and nine when they score 114 or more. And that's, it's not to say don't play defense. It was always to be like, well, damn, like this year when they score 114 or more, it seems like they, they, they get the W and they were able to do that tonight. Last, the other night they scored obviously 114 and lost. Um, but apparently somehow me saying that they got to play better defense sparked a whole, no one plays defense in basketball anymore, so shut up, Jason, because no one plays. I'm like, that's not really true, but okay. <laughs> but it was, it's not even, it's not even that. It was more so of, for for me, when they, when they score, they're hard to keep up with. And that, that doesn't mean that they can't be beaten, but man, it's tough for them to score. And, and what I saw tonight was, and I don't think this will be an issue for teams in the Western Conference playoffs. But Chicago is a pretty good defensive team. They held them, you know, below like 120 or whatever the case may be, below their average. Mm-hmm. But they didn't have enough offense to keep up. And I think that's what the Kings have been able to prey on a lot of these teams during the regular season. Like I said, in the Western Conference playoffs, I think all those teams, Minnesota, I'm going to have to see. But most of those teams can keep up offensively. Well, Memphis, I don't know about that either. But – um you know, that's that's kind of what happens. They take these guys into deep waters, and they usually can't swim. Yeah, my thing is just that you can't let teams shoot 50 and 40 consistently. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's just been my thing all year is that now if you're – if, say, the opponents on average are shooting about four between about 45, I'd feel a little bit better about them defensively. Mm-hmm. But when teams are consistently shooting 50, 51 – that means those teams are always in the game from, mm. from, from where I sit. And mm. that's always been my thing. It's not that they got to be the, you know, you know, the, uh, the old school Memphis Grizzlies where they were, you know, you know, I'm not asking for, I saw a replay of that, that, uh, what was it? The, uh, Pacers and Pistons. It was like 66, 67 in the fourth quarter. Sean <laughs> Prince came. <laughs> and I'm sitting there going, God, we had to watch that. That was terrible. <laughs> you know, you know, I'm not saying I want to see that. I'm just saying for for the Kings' point of view, you got to st- you can't just let teams shoot 50 percent all the time. Mm. And I'm not going to. I mean, I'm I'm not going to budge off of that. You know, 50 40. You know, to me that just says it's too easy to score. And you know, I know they can score. 
But the thing is, when you defend like that and teams can shoot above 50 on you all the time, that means they're never out the game either. Mm. But, you yeah. know, and, and that's all. That's been my only point. I mean, people are jumping on me like, oh, you just being a hater. I'm like, no, I would say this about anything. Uh, poor, <laughs> poor Jason Jones. The Kings fans have been jumping on him for free. Oh, whatever. They get, you know, some people, you know, they, 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 they get 41 wins for the first time in some of their lifetimes. And now they want to tell me to shut up all the time. <laughs> what do you know about teams that's, making the playoffs? That's what we're doing. That's what we're doing yeah, this year, Jason. Long, that's what we're doing. I always told everybody, this team ever gets decent, not, not even good. If this team ever gets decent, oh, it's going to be hell to pay for the rest of the basketball world. And I see it every day. Y'all going after everybody who said anything ever in life about the Kings. <laughs> we got that Jericho list. We got, we got that Jericho list, and we going down the list, man. You know, we got that. Yeah, y'all, yeah, uh, I remember what you said about the trade last year. <laughs> Never mind a lot of people who didn't like the trade in Sacramento either. They forgot that part of it. <laughs> we talked to people said, too. We talk, we talk to those people too. But th- this game today, um, De'Aaron Fox, obviously, like I said, 30, 32 on the night. Um, I think – I wish I had it in front of me. I think he had 15 in the fourth quarter. I think he had 15 in the fourth quarter. Ridiculous again. You know, yeah. Some ridiculous in the fourth quarter again. But 15 in the fourth quarter. Maybe it's just tell maybe a tip off to tell De'Aaron that there's only two minutes to play, eight minutes to play in the entire game. Let's see what he does. <laughs> yeah, seriously, seriously. Like, don't even tell him it's the first quarter. Just be like, oh yeah, De'Aaron, you know it's the fourth quarter, right? What? <laughs> what? It is. Oh, it's on. It's like no, no. And then you're like, oh man, you lied to me. Yeah, it's, and it's time to turn up at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he, he, you know, he had 32. Demontis Sabonis in 40 minutes of play, he only took 10 field goals. Uh, in this game, but he was able to get 14 points, 17 rebounds, 10 assists, another triple-double for DeMontis Sabonis. The triple-doubles aren't becoming a regular thing, but it feels like he either gets one or it's like assist or two shy of a triple-double every night. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. The replay of the Kings game came on. My my man HB was holding on the Vucevic, too, and... (laughs) (laughs) And he and get the foul on the road. I'm like, my man, he got a bang for his buck. <laughs> oh, HB, HB didn't even yell. Yeah, yeah. And that was and that and, that, and that, I don't know if you, you saw. I mean, that's to be honest with you, it, it's a it's a weak foul. It's a weak foul. But I mean, they're gonna they're gonna make that call. And if anything, the the foul on the four point play. If anything, they're not gonna overturn it. Like no. you could say. Maybe it shouldn't have been called in the first place, and I agree. But once it was called and they had to review it, yeah, they're they're not going to overturn it. He, he yeah, his... when you, because when you slow it down, there's contact. Yeah, he touched his elbow. So yeah, so I mean, it was a foul, and part of that is just that. I mean, I'm going y'all gonna get mad. That's bad defense. You can't touch that man. You up four. Yeah, you got to get away from him. Don't, don't even four. get your hands up in that and, one. Is, and that's HB. HB knows better. You can't mm. get that close. You're up four. A three doesn't beat you. Yeah. So, you know, hey, you know, HB probably was like, hey, I'm going to do this so that you know, I'm going to set up De'Aaron. To go yeah, he did it for dramatic effect. You know, that's what happened. Mm. He did it for dramatic yeah. effect. Well, yeah. So, I mean, but hey, you know, things happen, you mm. know, and hey, the basketball guys, you know, trying to balance out life for, you know, for the Kings this season. It all balances out, which means and, we're probably going to go. Know, they got away with that. They got away with the Kendrick Nunn non-call. 
So oh, see, talking about the Kendrick Nunn on call. Okay. I'm just saying, you know, the basketball. Yeah, I mean, the, the Kings, the Kings, uh, the Kings ever get a, a tweet about how the refs have sleepless nights after after their missed calls? No, and <laughs> no, I, I, I literally did that after one call. That is still Only one call worst, this year. <laughs> that is still the worst tweet in tw- Twitter history because <laughs> no one in the world believes that. Because <laughs> you know, because here, here's the thing: when I'm when I was on the beat full time back in the day, I often would try to stay where the referee stayed hotel wise. Uh-huh. Sometimes you end up at the same bar with them and you just shoot the shit with them and, you know, yeah. hey, this is going on, you know, you know, ask them kind of about their job. Mm-hmm. I never once saw a referee sitting somewhere, you know, just by himself, <laughs> face buried in a, you know, a glass of bourbon. But he blew <laughs> a call in the third quarter and someone fouled out because of him or he's just killing a bottle of wine knowing that as they were because of <laughs> What the referees will do is they'll have the iPads and they'll sit together and go through play by play. You know, what did we miss? What did we, I mean, and that's why maybe part of the reason why I don't kill the refs as much as other people, but I know they're really, they, they, they're trying to do a good job. They're not trying to be terrible. I'm sure they're not. You know what, you know what kills me about the referees is how they get suckered into uh, calls like nightly. Like we've watched enough NBA. We know when, I'll just throw out James Harden. He's not the only one. But when James Harden, James Harden goes to the to the basket and says the defender's arm is across his body, but it's not making contact, we all know James Harden is going to put his arm under his, under the defenders, and pull it into him. We all know yeah. that. And they get fooled for it every single time. Like, how, how do you guys get played like suckers every time? I don't know if they're getting played or they're just calling it the way the rule book tells them to call it because that's part of the thing too. Before each season, they sit down with they sit down with us and sign and say, "Hey, here's what the point of emphasis are. Here's what this is." And we ask them, and they'll tell you in some of those cases because you know, like I said, my big thing back in the day was always how does Dwayne Wade get from the free throw line to the rim without jumping and it's never traveling. <laughs> I I said he looks like a running back trying to go through no no and he oh you know then that's when I learned about the gather and it's it doesn't count on the gather I'm like I don't know nothing about basketball I really don't I I love I love to to watch a game with a with an NBA referee and I love to watch the little watch it back on the iPad with him and I'm like what the hell was you thinking right here and look you know how I am Jason I always say if they'd be like you know what Man, I missed that one. I'll be like, okay, all right, we can move on with life. But don't explain to me how that was the right call when we all know that's not what the right call was. And sometimes they'll just say it. I blew it. Yeah. You know, you know, the game's moving fast. You know, things happen. And mm-hmm. I think part of the issue we have is that, you know, the coaches have a challenge or whatever. But we, with all this technology, if something is blatant, say, especially in the, like in the final, say, minute, why can't there just be an automatic trigger? Like, hey, you missed that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people are watching the game. They can see that. They can they could do all that. So I'm with that. And that's why I see a two-minute report is a waste of all of our time. It absolutely is. Like, yeah, we're gonna tell you all the mistakes they made. It's like some of those mistakes you could have corrected last night. Thanks for telling <laughs> me now. Look, thankfully, we the two minute report is is not anything Kings fans worry about too much anymore, man. Thankfully, <laughs> tonight. 
they don't have to worry about it either because De'Aaron Fox hit the game winner. Kings beat the Bulls 117-114. We're going to take a quick break. When I come back, when we come back, excuse me, um, we're going to talk about a little bit more about De'Aaron Fox and, you know, what's going on with this all-NBA status, this all-NBA possibility for De'Aaron Fox. A lot of buzz of that going on right now. It's Kenny Carraway, VSPN 1320. It's Jason Jones of The Athletic. J Street Vibes will be right back. Back here on The Vibes, as some people like to call it, The Vibes. Um, and we're recapping the Kings 117-114 victory over the Bulls. We talked about De'Aaron Fox and what he did, the game winner, uh, 32 points on the night. Uh, where is the stat? I think in his last 13 games, he's doing something ridiculous. Like he's averaging like 31.3. I had the yeah, two. something like that. He's averaging over 30. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I thought I had to. Oh, no, I, just, I just saw it too. It was like he's like averaging 30, like in his last 14 or 16 games. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, he's, he's, going crazy right now and one of the one of the biggest things about that is now it seems to be getting him in the discussion and rightfully so might i add for an all nba selection um i always thought he was like you know he should be on that third team but now you're getting national guys bill simmons said he should probably be second team um nick wright who i don't really listen to much at all (laughs) and i and i even think this is this might be a little extra he said De'Aaron should be first team all NBA. Um, the See, fact now, because it's Nick Wright, folks are going to be like, "Oh hell no, that's trolling." He can use it. <laughs> the fact remains, though, Jason. I think he absolutely should be on the All NBA team this year. Yeah. Uh, I think he's he's played to that level. I mean, it's getting to the point like you know the season totals are like twenty five six and you know something like that. But you know when you talk about what he's done in the crunch time. Uh, all throughout the year. He's going to win that that Clutch Player of the Year award. And then when you talk about this stretch run, what he's been able to do, we're talking about, like I said, 31 points a night, six assists, all this other stuff. This is an all-NBA season from De'Aaron Fox. Yeah. So what I did was there are six spots for all-NBA, first, okay. second, third team. Mm-hmm. I just started jotting down names of guys mm-hmm. who could be in the mix for that outside of De'Aaron. Luca. Okay. Dame. Okay. Then you kind of get in. Then you got uh, Donovan Mitchell. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Shea. Gilgis mm-hmm. Alexander. That's four. Okay. And then you kind of get into this murky water of guys who have missed a bunch of games. And does, does their reputation get them still in? And guys who could be either a guard or a forward. Guys I put in that category. Devin Booker. Okay. Steph. Mm-hmm. Jalen Brown, depending on if you want to call him a guard or a forward. Mm-hmm. James Harden, because of mm-hmm. how well Philadelphia has played. James Harden leading the NBA in assists. Yeah. Drew Holiday, who's had a hell of a year. Mm-hmm. You know, Ant Man in Minnesota. Love Ant Man. Yeah, and then I and then uh, and then I think Ja has probably sat himself out of contention this year. Mm-hmm. And I think Kyrie is just weird to people and the voters probably just don't like Kyrie. Yeah. And Kyrie, Kyrie's got a real, I don't know if gripe is the word I'm looking for, but he's got a real case, right. To be an all NBA player. Here's the question I want to ask you. Yeah. So I look at that. I I would think Luke is a lock. I think Dame's probably a lock. I think Donovan Mitchell's a lock. So that's Uh to me, those, those are three, three of your six slots. 
And then, you know, so, and then you probably say, I think, you know, with Shea's averaging over 30, there's a good chance he gets one of them. And then it's like, okay, do you, I think there's going to be two factors in this. The number of guards, one, and number two, do voters say, if we pick Sabonis, we don't pick De'Aaron? I'm not saying that's the way it should be. Mm -hmm. I could see some voters going, I'm not giving the Kings two people. Mm. You know, yeah. So I mean, but like I said, I think Jaws out the running. There, you know, I think I think when it's all said and done, unless some unless, you know, there's a big groundswell of Jalen Brown support or like I said, folks go with uh Steph because he's Steph, even though he's missed, you know, a chunk of time or something like that. And that and that's why I'm glad they're gonna they're looking about putting that rule in next year about minimum games played. Mm-hmm. Because if you're just talking about as a player, people are going to put Steph ahead of ahead of De'Aaron every time, mm. you know. But if Steph missed 30 games, should he really be, a, you know, whatever number ends up being, should he be ahead of uh, De'Aaron? Right. I would say no. But there's no rule that says that he can't be, right? You know, because I remember when Kawhi won Defensive Player of the Year the first time, I didn't vote for him. He missed 20 games. I didn't vote for him. And I was like, what the hell did I miss? He missed a chunk of games. He missed more than a quarter of the season, a quarter of the season. <laughs> but they were like, you look at the advanced numbers and the impact he has when he does. I'm like, but being available has to matter. I agree. It right. has to matter. And that's why I would put De'Aaron, you know, not as a player, but just for this season. That's mm-hmm. why I think De'Aaron deserves consideration ahead of Steph. I, I mean, if Steph plays in – 60 i mean that's what, what his final number is mm-hmm. if, he gets, if he gets say above six whatever the number is you know and my general rule is always if you qualify to to be a, a statistics leader to me mm-hmm. you've played enough games so i don't mm-hmm. i don't know where that's going to end up with steph but it's going to be it's always tough because there's six slots right. and you, and every voter has their own criteria you know and some i always like to go point guard shooting guard that was my thing yeah I tried to avoid going to six point guards. I right. always tried to get a one and a two, a one and a two, a one and a two. Not everyone right. thinks like me though. There's people who put, they'll put LeBron James at center on theirs. You know, they'll be like, well, he played center one time, you know? <laughs> so there's never a rhyme or reason, but he's definitely going to be in the running. And why does that matter? You make enough NBA teams, you get way more money in that contract. Absolutely. You, you make, now we're getting into um, the category. He doesn't have a shoe deal right now, but those are how some of the shoe deals go. Right, like if you if you make an All Star team in All NBA, like you're in line, you know, for a signature shoe or or whatever with the deal. You you can you can present that to you know your endorsement people. So not only money on the contract, but which is the most money, but you also got money off the court. That gets tied into that as well. Now, you can work that into your endorsement deal too. Hey, I make this team, you know, kick more bread. Absolutely. Now, I want to ask you something because I agree with you on Steph. I think he should make it over Steph just on games played. You know, Steph is amazing when he played. Another fifty piece tonight. He's he's that dude. But when you talk about games missed, um, I think he should make Fox should make it over Steph. Um, but there's three guys you mentioned that. I don't know if all three should be on there. And that's Dame, Luca, 
and Shea. Because you're looking at three guys that there's a real possibility none of them make the playoffs. And that's like I know they had great seasons, but that's what we're doing, especially when in the in the past, I don't know if voters said it or writers were saying it or whatever, but De'Aaron, this isn't De'Aaron's best statistical season. He's had better numbers before. And yeah. the book was always, well, you're not winning. I call it that Monte Ellis treatment. Yeah, you got numbers, but so what? <laughs> yeah. So when you took when you look at those guys, Dame, Luca, and and Shea, and to be honest with you, for me personally, as unbelievable as he's been, I think Shea would be the odd man out with that because Dame Dame has been he's he's been sick, and they're gonna finish like thirteenth in the West. Yeah, possibly. Luka is I, I don't know how you could take it from Luca, and it probably doesn't seem fair to take it away from Shea. But I look at my All NBA. I can't have if I'm voting. I can't have three guys on there that are, are borderline bottom dwellers on their teams and, and, and put them in over a guy who's having a hell of a season and has a, a top three team in the Western conference. Yeah. And like, like I said, you know, it's, it's all the matter. It depends on the voters. Some people see the all NBA is an individual award, not a team award. Cause mm-hmm. remember that's what hurt DeMarcus cousins for years. Mm-hmm. I would I I would have voted him second team whatever first whatever because I was like to me it was an individual thing and if we're talking about centers to me I wasn't gonna put I don't know give me some random guy from that time Jamal McGlure <laughs> Jamal McGlure <laughs> I wasn't putting Jamal McGlure ahead of a Demarcus Cousins because Jamal's team was better yeah. so to me the all NBA is give me your three best centers give me your your six best forwards and your six best guards. Yeah, I, I mean, I I get it. I I do think, I think I think I'm one of the voters, right? I gotta if things are equal, mm-hmm. team success comes into play at that point. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. So that that's how I look at. It. I think, and it's unfair. I don't want to. I don't want to. I ain't trying to crap on Shea's season because he's been unbelievable. And I and I think and I think the fact that they're in the top ten right now, I mean, who had them being in the top ten? So I think. You, you consider what, who he's playing with, you know, outside of Josh Giddy. I can't name a Oklahoma City Thunder player that's like, wow, got to watch out for him. You know, so, I mean, I think if they finish like 500 or close to 500, is it a 50-win season? No, but considering where they were last year, I think that people are going to give Shea a lot of credit for that. You know, you know who it is, and – like if we're if we're being fair, who the guy is? It's Dame. Like, but he's been amazing. But his team is ass. <laughs> like they're ass. They're they're thirty one and thirty eight. They're gonna finish thirteenth in the West. Poor Dame. But I mean that would be the guy. But but then we're sitting here and we're looking at the year that he's having, the numbers that he's putting up. I'm like, yo, I'm really gonna say Dame Lillard shouldn't be there. He's averaging thirty two point three. Are you gonna? Are you going to make it strictly an individual honor or are you going to give credit to what the team is doing? If as I, well? And if it's, I mean, if it's a team thing, you're looking at, you got to, you know, there's guys who don't have the stats. You got to give some, you got to look at, you know, you got to look at, you know, what kind of season did a Jamal Murray have, you know, mm-hmm. you know, even though he may not have the, 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 the stats, you know, he's on, you know, he could be on the number one team in the, you know, and that's where a guy like a James, gets gets you know gets love 
that's where a Drew Holiday, who may be the best two-way point, you know, the best defensive point guard in the league. So you start getting into stuff like that when you start going, well, if we're going to weigh heavily on team stuff. And, and Drew, that's not to not, Drew shouldn't take away from De'Aaron in that kicker. They're both on, you know, on good teams. But, you know, when you start getting, like I said, the team records, yeah, you start doing all type of different stuff. Like I said, then you got to look at Jalen Brown. And in, in, in the scenario that you laid out, I think there's still room for De'Aaron to make it and those other guys because you got the four and then then you said it got murky with Steph and Jalen Brown. Yeah, I guess, like I said, Donovan, like I said, Donovan has to make Donovan, it. Donovan, he's, he's a lock. He's absolutely Donovan locked. has to make it. And, the, and you know, I think I I kind of think James will make it hard. Yeah, well, now now we're getting into mur- like I said. You know, what about Tyrese Halliburton? No. Like, we can't have all these losers, the losing team players on here. Okay. I'm we can't a, have the whole damn all in It's, it's going it's it's to be all over Twitter. Kenny Carraway called Tyrese Halliburton a loser. Tyrese Halliburton is not a loser. His team is not a playoff team. Yeah, my point was just that if you start, you know, start just getting looking into it, I'm not saying Tyrese is all NBA this year. I, I just think, especially a guard, you know, because sometimes you can you can you can kind of get a little wiggle room with the front court. You can just say he's a front court player, mm-hmm. you know. Some you know instead of saying he's a center, they might maybe, be with the bonus. Yeah, yeah. And then you got a guy like a, like I said, like a Jalen Brown or even a Lucas. Some people might say, well, is he a guard? Is he a forward? Mm-hmm. You know, a Paul George is in the same category. Some people, some people might vote Paul. And that's what's going to could could mess with De'Aaron. Mm-hmm. Paul George might get votes as a guard. And I mean Paul Paul George, but then we we talking the same thing we talked about with Steph when you talk about Paul George. Yeah, and but then again, Paul George might be the all-star team, and I thought he had missed a bunch of time. So yeah. it really is, I think until they put a rule in that ties these awards and these honors to a percentage of games played, it's mm-hmm. always gonna be murky because I mean Steph just dropped 50 again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. Could you really get angry at someone if they were like, hey, I'm going to put Steph on their team? I mean, I guess you could, but they could be like, that's Steph. Hmm. Like, Steph is still Steph. De'Aaron Fox, 25.5 points per game, 6.3 assists, 4.3 rebounds, 1.2 steals. Let's not leave out the fact that I also think he could be an all-defensive selection as well. Ain't ain't no king getting all-defense or nothing. I'm just saying. if anybody vote for a king to be all defense, should, should lose their vote. Who who are the who are the guards that should be getting it? Drew. That's the only one I could think of. Drew, oh, Drew definitely. Drew definitely is going to get that. Because back mm-hmm. to our original, ain't nobody defending. So. Drew, Drew played in defense. I know. I I gave Drew. He's one. There's four. There's four slots. Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart plays defense. All right. There's Marcus Smart. Your boy Pat Bev plays defense. Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> I think the air should be second team all defense when you talk uh, about I'm not putting nobody from the Sacramento Kings on the all defensive team. All, no. all defense. I'm not doing it. I will not. I, well, I ain't got a vote this year, so you ain't got to worry about that. I'm just saying. There's no damn Sacramento King on all defense. That's ridiculous, man. When, when, like I said, when you pull up the fourth quarter numbers, it's there. I'm not. I, I, if I had a vote, I would. I no. No king can get an all defensive vote. Let's no. see. You you said no. Marcus Smart. Celtics have the the ninth 
points per game, the ninth best defense in the league. Kings are last. That's impressive. Man, about your boy Dylan Brooks. <laughs> yeah, not my boy. That's your boy. <laughs> not my boy. Dylan Brooks, but nah, he's he, he doing too much nowadays, man. That ain't my boy. That ain't my boy. But Aaron <laughs> Fox should be on the All NBA team, man. We're gonna take a quick break. Um, when we come back, we'll we'll talk about this game that they have tonight. In Brooklyn, a back-to-back for the Kings. We'll get into it. It's Kenny Carraway of ESPN 1320. Jason Jones of The Athletic, J Street Vibes. We'll be right back. J Street Vibes, back at it here, you know, after the Kings win. Feels good, you know. I got to come up with these Drake bars, man. They got me writing. They got me writing like uh, uh, like I'm writing for Dre. <laughs> Just songs that just song after song is just getting crazy, man. All these Drake bars coming on here on D Lo and KC. It used to be a special occasion. I know it used to be a lot easier. I could like go a whole week and prepare uh, a <laughs> we only get one win. Now it's just night after night, it's going like, crazy. You're right? on a seven game losing streak. I ain't got to say a <laughs> damn thing about this team. <laughs> so, yeah, man, I, I gotta, I gotta get that together. However, they got another opportunity for a win and Drake bars because um, they got the new Brooklyn Nets. Some of you guys listening to this, actually everybody's going to be listening to this on Thursday. So they played the a Brooklyn Nets tonight in Brooklyn. Last time they played Brooklyn, they put 151 on TNT on their head in the Golden One Center. I don't think that will happen again, but um, it's going to be an interesting game. I thought the Chicago game was interesting because I don't think Chicago's like, they're, they're not, good but they're not terrible and they're <laughs> fighting for something so i was like, a way to describe a team. They're not yeah good. they're just kind of they're just kind of there and i kind of feel that way about um i feel that way about brooklyn they they play hard they're kind of just there and it's a dangerous game i think i think brooklyn brooklyn has enough talent and especially the way michael Burgess is playing that's that's a team that you cannot take lightly and you're going in on a back-to-back you know, traveling from Chicago to New York. That's not exactly traveling from from uh Philly to New York. That's that's a going a couple time zones there. Um, well, just one time zone. But yeah, like uh, all right, let's see what they can do in, in in Brooklyn. Yeah, you know, it's not, you know, you know, you hope that if you're the, if you're a Kings fan, the guys don't land and decide to hit up some of the you know, the night spots and no, no, just go. Go to your hotel room, guys. It's about 2 a.m. Hey, there ain't gonna be no shoot around because it's back to back. Guys gonna sleep in. So, it, they, you know, if you got people out there, it might be the time to do your thing. But, you know, Brooklyn's had some good wins since that trade. You know, yeah. you know I think everybody was like, you know, well, they're gonna fall apart. They're nine games above 500. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, so I mean, they're not, a, they're not a terrible team. They don't have a superstar now, but, you know, they got your boy Ben Simmons still in. Is he still on the team? We ain't seen or heard from Ben Simmons, and I don't know how long. Get well soon, Ben. I'm rooting. I am. I'm rooting for Ben Simmons. I just wouldn't have traded De'Aaron Fox for him. I, I don't. I, I wouldn't. And what's crazy is there are a lot of people who were saying. I remember somebody. I remember a couple of journalists told. I said you don't give up De'Aaron for him, mm-hmm. and I had a couple of journalists say, "How about this? Ben Simmons is a two-time All Star." I used to always throw that out there. Will De'Aaron ever be an all-star? 
And that was kind of the thing. You get I need to find those tweets from people. I need to, I need to find them. I'm bringing those back. <laughs> so, I mean, this, this, is, this is a game. Like I said, it's, a, it's one of those games where could you win? Yeah. Could you definitely lose? Yeah. You know, you just, you just, you know, you just want to get in there, get, you know, get, get to Brooklyn, get to New York. I mean, they probably stay, really they stay in Manhattan. I don't think any te- teams don't really stay in Brooklyn. I always yeah. stayed in Brooklyn, but that was me. Yeah, you know, Brooklyn got a, yeah, Brooklyn got a cool nightlife. I got people in Brooklyn, you know, that's where I learned the joy of wine bars mm. and sleeping in and missing shoot around. Cause you're like, Oh, I was out till three in the morning drinking wine and no one's going to see me at shoot around <laughs> and the Brooklyn bridge Marriott's cool, you know, but that all, all that, all that being said, I just, you know, Hey, you see what happens, you know, the back to back, you know, three games in four nights. A lot of times that last night is the game where you're like, okay, Mm. Maybe some tired legs kick in, you know, three games, four nights, three different time zones. They're consistently losing out an hour. We mm. had already lost an hour with daylight savings. I'm just going to throw in every excuse that I've ever heard someone <laughs> say, you know, you know, the, the, the floor in Brooklyn looks different. There's plenty the of reasons. Lighting, the lighting in Barclays needs to be better. Yeah. Maybe I don't like East Coast music and <laughs> playing Biggie and Jay-Z, you know, just, just get all your excuses. You know, I had some pizza that was too hot; it burned the roof of my mouth. You know, well, that happens. We go, we get all your excuses. You put them in a pot, and then, you, and then you see. The, are you going to with the excuses? Or are you going to go out there and get a win? <laughs> well, check this out: Michael Bridges in the month of March, twenty-one points, thirty-eight, thirty-three, thirty, ten. We ain't talking about that. Thirty-four, twenty-five. 34. He's averaging 28.1 on the in the month of March, shooting 49% from the field and get this 45% from beyond the arc. He I is been, good. Yeah, he has been lights out since the trade. He's somebody you got to worry about and you combine him with Finney Smith, you combine him with uh Royce O'Neal, with uh Seth Curry, Joe Harris. They got shooting all around. Nick Claxton is there. They got some guys that can play, and they they were just sitting back waiting for the Kings uh, to get into Brooklyn. So it's a game that is going to be tough. But you know what, Jason? One thing that we've seen from this team um, this year is they, they're always ready to play. Mm-hmm. They're always ready to play. And I don't think tomorrow will be any different, or today when you listen to this, I don't think that will be any different. I think they're going to be ready to go, ready to compete, and um, – and we'll see if, it, if if they got enough to beat the beat the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, they haven't had a, a whole bunch of clunkers this year where you just go, oh, God, what the hell did I just watch? They haven't had a whole bunch of those. Right. You know, if they lose, they lose. I don't think it'll be because, you know, they were, you know, they were in Harlem, you know, doing the Harlem shit, you know. Hanging with, with Killer Cam. They're on It Is What It Is with, with Killer yeah, Kill Cam. Cam over there. Cam over there just shitting on people. I'm like, <laughs> damn, man. This is this, this this took a big dump on Chris Paul. Cam Mace. Cam he, was Mace. On, he was on John Morant's dad. Like, be a father to your child. Like, <laughs> God dang, man. John's a grown man. I don't think his daddy was like, hey, put put the gun on the IG. <laughs> yeah, man. So uh yeah, Kings Nets tonight. Um this afternoon here on the West Coast. From my mm-hmm. West Coast Kings fans, 4.30 start 
And, uh, yeah, we'll see what the Kings are able to do, man. So, Jay, before we get out of here, what you got going on, man? What, what, what you, you got anything to plug? What's going on? Uh, well, the drop, well, when you hear this, it'll drop. Yeah, it would have dropped yesterday. We did a whole little beer bracket at the Athletic. Oh, I boy. contributed, you know. And no, they, they're still, we're still doing brackets out here, huh? Hey, it's not a real bracket, though. It's just like a bunch of beers. I like to go back and better. How many times? How many times do you think they've done a, a beer bracket? A million. <laughs> and then these people who do it they still drink Miller Light and hot and uh, natural light. They drink the same damn beer still. <laughs> what do you think? What do you think is the bracket people do the most? I, I'll I'll say it's candy. It's probably candy, candy in the cereal brackets. <laughs> they do it every year. And then somebody did a Young Jeezy's. Somebody I saw it online. It was Jay Billis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the Jay Billis Young Jeezy song. I'm like, I, I, I had, the, I had the five seat on his bracket. <laughs> I had seen it all. I, I, I'm taking the, I'm taking the five seat. Seen it all. Yes. I said, put on, put on. I don't know where put on I is. Said, I was seen it all. A five seat. I mean, that, that's a sneaky good five seat. Seen it all. Like you said, it is sneaky. It is sneaky. That's that's the cut right there. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I don't I don't know if he's got one better than than Soul Survivor. Um Go Crazy. You know, I, where would Go yeah. Crazy had to be a one seed, right? Boom, boom, clap, boom, boom, Yeah, clap. and then what? And then boom, what? Boom, that, yeah. I don't know. Right, see, I got it yeah. here right here. My hood is a one. I don't think my hood should be a one. Yeah, no. I, I got I got questions for the committee on that one. What the hell were y'all thinking? Yeah, I don't think shit on put on put on as a two. Um he don't have he don't have go crazy. I'm closing this. He don't even have go crazy on here. Jay Bill's Jay Bill's no. I, I was about yeah, to say he's, he's fired. fired. He's fired. He's not gonna have go crazy on there. Yeah, he's fired. He's fired right along with the Raiders decision makers. <laughs> yeah, they're both fired. Oh man, feel for you, bro. Feel for oh, you. Oh, that's okay. And by the way, before we go, De'Aaron had the quote of the night. I'm fucking nice. <laughs> Simple as that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I think all, yeah, yeah, he had the quote of the night. <laughs> we go end on that one. You can check me out on ESPN 1320, uh, D'Lo and KC, 12 to noon, 12 to noon, noon to four every single day, Monday through Friday. Uh, and everything that's going on with these Kings. That's what we talk about all day, every day. Sacramento Kings. So if you love what you hear on this podcast, tap into D-Lo and KC, and you get more and more and more of that every single day, man. So for Jason Jones of The Athletic, I'm Kenny Caraway of ESPN 1320. Y'all be good. We up out of here. Peace.